Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. I was drinking coffee. I'm Matt. Oh, no. <laughs> Let me take a sip. I mean, that kind of works, honestly. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann, and I'm taking a sip of coffee. <laughs> and I'm drinking coffee. And I'm okay. one of the many coffee drinkers this morning. <laughs> yeah. right. Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. I'm one of the many Matts. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things now and in the boys club. And in the boys club. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. Awesome. It is so excited to have, I'm so, (laughs) it is so exciting. It is so exciting. And I am so excited to have y'all on the podcast, Maddie Fairchild and Angela Purcell from Boys Club. Um, Boys Club is something that I've learned about recently and think it's just excellent. Um, So excited to learn more and have y'all on the pod. Thank you so much for having us. I um, know y'all a little bit because we just went through Seed Club together. Oh, no way. Right. Didn't we? That. Was that was that digitally rare that went through it? So no, yes, I, we were in. No, no, no. Yeah, I do song a Dow. That's my thing. Song a Dow. In in I yep. was and we were in there and I guess, but I don't think I met you guys. I don't think I met you like through through the whole mm. thing, which is sort of which right. is sort of funny. Because they're so like pods and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. There's like little okay. cohorts within the cohort. Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. glad Can we're they- able to. Yeah. Congratulations for finishing your pitch day. Um, yes. I understand you have demo day <laughs> coming up. Yes. And uh, uh, yeah, we were in season four of uh, Seed Club, uh, the yeah. one that did, did, you, did it just wrap up? Or yes, is it, it just uh, wrapped up. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that was uh, Dina yeah. and Natasha, our founders, that were really mm-hmm. driving uh, that one forward. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, one of the things we've most gotten out of it is all of these DAO mechanisms and community building tools. And it's so mm-hmm. different than like, I come from the startup world uh, and uh, yeah. listening to them prepare for really pitching a community mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. pitching and uh, joining uh, purely the mission uh, and trying to bring people in that way. It's such a different vibe than uh, preparing yeah. a PowerPoint deck for <laughs> general partners. Interesting. Yeah. Did you help prepare that? Like, do you, are you uh, like, what's, it's got to be so different. Um, Cause obviously being beholden to a community is such a weird vibe compared to like investors or like the users. Right. Um, yeah. Is that something y'all think about a lot? So uh, that's a good question. So hi everybody. My name's Maddie. Yes. We totally I am the, uh, the lead of NFT guild for boys club and joined boys club uh, end of December, early January, and just mm-hmm. immediately fell in love with it, with the combination of community and business and mission and learning in public, but also learning in private, like creating mm. the safe space that you can actually mm. ask really dumb questions <laughs> if you want to, and totally. uh, be able to have uh, really smart people like Angela hop in and say, actually, this is all the detail that I've learned about it, and here's what I'm learning about it. My background is, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, I work in the video game industry in tech uh, out in San Francisco. So now I work for a metaverse company called Manicore Games. We make a platform called Core. And importantly, I do not speak for Manicore today. So, nice. uh, but <laughs> definitely go, definitely go check us out. I'll probably plug a, a link as I'm promoting this episode. And uh, my background is in uh, online community building. Uh, uh, community management, developer relations, uh, mm-hmm. and startups entrepreneurship. This dates all the way back to some of the very first esports tournaments. I got my start in gaming, oh, wow. hosting Super Smash Brothers Melee tournaments Let's for go. Nintendo GameCube. Oh, that is rad. <laughs> wow, Long time ago, so yeah. there was no Twitch. That's awesome. <laughs> but I realized very quickly I was not going to win tournaments anytime <laughs> soon. I loved mm. going to them. I wasn't going to win the money, but I could host them and I could get mm. people on the internet to like each other, hang out, run a good bracket. And this is back in those early internet days when you didn't meet people on the internet. Like those were, those were scary humans <laughs> that you stayed away from. And so totally. when we were convincing people, yeah, you should come to my house and play a Nintendo game uh, with people you don't know for money. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of what I had to do was make this standardized, have it be uh, respect- respectable and something that 
parents would uh, feel comfortable mm, either going wow. to with their kids or yeah. trusting us or other people coming to drive across the country for place for people that they've never met. So that led me into advertising, led me into gaming when I realized people will pay you money to get people to like each other on the internet. <laughs> and uh, more recently, uh, after doing a community for a while, especially in uh, mobile gaming, social games, I realized I wanted to run my own studio. And they don't just put CEO jobs on Craigslist. <laughs> so uh, I quit my job, started a game studio with my very dear friend who would eventually be in my wedding. And nice. uh, we got some funding and we did the very hard thing of uh, we raised venture capital funding for mm -hmm. a video game studio with no product, mm -hmm. no track record, mm -hmm. but we had community. We had this group of people that really vouched for us and liked liked us. And from there was a wild three or four year ride of growing the company, getting that up to 30, 40 people, shipping the product. It was a Super Smash Brothers Melee competitor. And uh, nice. it was my favorite game in the world. It was not the market's favorite game in the world. <laughs> so... I as got to as it sometimes the, goes, yeah. <laughs> as as we know in Web three well as well, yeah. And yeah. Uh, had had the full experience of winding down a company, trying to help everybody find their next best and favorite job after that, and that eventually led me into my current world, uh, which is more developer relations, uh, more. Uh, there's like a business development angle to it. And then that eventually leads me to Boys Club, which I'll talk about a bit. But I've been talking for a little while now. Angela, I'd love to kick it over to you as well. I'm just sitting here and I can't believe that this is the first time that I'm hearing your story. <laughs> <laughs> Very it's such a good story, right? Yeah. Oh, it's great. And Maddie, she's just been so, uh, she's really been like the core of the NFT Guild at Boys Club, and she's just been so phenomenally supportive and so like constructive in my experience as a whole um, that I uh, cannot believe that I just sit there and talk and let you Aww. just listen to me all the time. Um, <laughs> that's that's my favorite part, by the way. We'll, I'll mention that in a little bit. Um, but how did I how did I find Boys Club? You know, I've I lived in San Francisco for a few years, and so I've always kind of been around the tech crowd. My dad was in tech, um, and I went a different route. I started a nonprofit in college, and um, I loved it. Not everybody loved it, um, <laughs> but I learned a lot. And once again, uh, yeah, <laughs> had a production company. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they're a lot of work. It's, um, I work for, I work in startups now and arguably it's much easier. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think I've heard the, that. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's easy to get people to give you money when they uh, know they're going to get return. Mm, <laughs> <true>. Much different. <laughs> sell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and then let's see in COVID, I, uh, stopped doing the event planning for obvious and production for obvious reasons and mm, dabbled yeah. into programming a little bit and um, was fortunate enough to have an extremely supportive partner and a homie who sent me an all women's boot camp that well, they wanted to go to and couldn't. Um, and that was how I ended up going to hack, right. And getting my training as an engineer. And now I work in back end for a transportation logistics company um, and do crypto just kind of on the side um, was really digging in and getting involved on my own and kind of teaching myself contracts and solidity and um, had heard of boys club a few times. And when I listened to their story on bankless, I think that was when it really resonated with me that story mm -hmm. of like these two girlfriends and one of them is like getting the other one into uh, this thing that's really important to her and I was like mm -hmm. wow it's like what I'm trying to do with my friends and I totally like feel these girls and you know jumped into the community and just immediately had this experience of people are actually engaging and mm -hmm. um, people are actually really interested in what the consensus protocols are and uh, you know how these things work mm. and are willing to listen to that from me and also answer my, what is a dot ETH address question? <laughs> um, <laughs> without, you know, and so it's just yeah. like meeting up in person. You know, I've met mm -hmm. these girls like here in my city. Um, 
So it's just been, it's just been a phenomenal experience. That's really cool. Was there a threshold that you had to cross when you heard about this community and then decided to like be a part of it? And then even now, like become like a part of the core and contribute. Was that something you thought about or was it like a natural progression of just like, oh yeah, let me get more involved? Uh, it was definitely, um, I think Maddie definitely kind of found me. I did apply nice. to like work on the projects, but for mm-hmm. me, it was just like, I want to be a part of something. I want to work on something. I want to hang out with these girls that are into the stuff that I'm in and like, just see what's happening. Like just get mm-hmm. me in, you know, and let me help with something. I, I don't care what it is. And, um, had no intention of ending up where I am, <laughs> but it's been awesome. That's how the best journeys go. Yeah, that's awesome. Angela joined at a super good time, and uh, we can get into some NFT origin stories uh, a little bit too. But when uh, Angela joined, she did something that you look for in uh, looking for like proto community members, uh, Mm. which is Angela immediately started contributing. Mm -hmm. She didn't ask for anything. uh, Like she didn't ask for like permissions uh, or or resources uh, kind of just appeared in uh, the developer channel one day i'm also excited we have a developer channel and, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is uh, really great and uh, started working on a wiki on notion for how to launch an nft and uh. going into detail on all of the decisions that she was making mm. so uh, how to choose uh, a metadata provider how to mm. uh, think about the different chains and mm-hmm. this kind of giving is really what we were looking for. And then I also got like four messages from other core team members saying you should reach out to Angela and that <laughs> helped. And totally. I realized also we should probably talk about boys club. Uh, I was going to ask be happy to what dive is into that. the boys club. Yeah. So the boys club, and this is my favorite part to describe it. The so boys club is a, it's a community dedicated to onboarding women and non-binary into Web three. We want to help bring in the next million women and non-binary into this field, and that includes NFTs, art, tech. Uh, we have researchers, designers, uh, brand builders, developers, and. Uh, uh, when I heard about it personally, it was hearing Dina and Natasha, our founders, on, uh, uh, I believe it was a Twitter space at a time that I was looking for that. And uh, I felt very keenly, and I heard this echoed and how they shared the mission, that we are at an incredibly, incredibly high leverage time where I don't have the latest percentages, but I work in tech I've been in the meeting rooms, the boardrooms. There's not a lot of women in there. And uh, it's better. It's better both in tech and in gaming and getting better over time. But from an entrepreneurial standpoint, what you're always looking for are these reset buttons, these technological aha moments that we saw with mobile, that we saw with the internet Mm. when... uh, it seems like the whole world just shakes a shakes an etch a sketch and is willing right. to start over on a couple yes, things, totally. and uh, that means right now every every woman that we onboard into Web three, every developer we help bring in, every person we help demystify at the start has a butterfly effect down the line, and mm-hmm. this is how you change that percentage instead of working at the margin there that you're able to go from five to ten to fifteen to 50 percent and you're starting to see that in data like i think it was gemini released that the uh the number of crypto curious women now uh is it's above 50 percent it's a larger uh, it's a larger chunk now which eventually Mm -hmm. we want it represented of what it looks like everybody in the world like everybody that wants to be in it can be in it but that's what brought me to boys club Uh, that has been the the mo the the unifying uh, north star for boys club is this uh uh demystifying through irreverence uh, a little bit of chaotic energy but having this fun safe space uh, that you can come into and ask 
a really smart question, ask a not not a smart question, but be around people who are like you, uh, like a lot of the same things that you do. And uh, from there, build a meet meet in person, build influence, build wealth, uh, and turn that into action that is able to have that compound interest over time. So lots there, happy to dive into any part for y'all. No, that resonates super well, especially the the sort of like cultural reset that's occurring. Um, that does feel like extremely timely and really wise to take advantage of that. Yeah. Can I ask, like, when you when both of you were first coming into it, did you have preconceived notions of what mm. Web three was, or even or even maybe maybe it wasn't maybe Web three that name wasn't like quite as popular when you were coming in or whatever but like when you were coming in when you're first coming in did you have preconceived notions and and did they change at all or 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 was it just you know you were just excited about it and you dove in and you found that it was great or whatever um for i know for me i've been really close to the crypto community i think for a while and just kind of like sitting on the you know, right on the edge. And um, I mean, even like during quarantine, my partner and I built a Chia farm in our mining Chia. Um, And so I found myself pretty deep into it. I think like when I, I had this journey, when I became a developer and I started getting into the stuff, I realized how many people don't understand it. (laughs) Um, And I think that was the one preconceived notion, right? That I was like, everybody knows more than me. And now that Mm. I'm here, I'm like, wow, (laughs) none of us know anything. We're all just figuring it out as we go. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Maddie? So uh, I think Angela are both in the same uh, cohort. It sounds like of uh, you, uh, you have people in general who uh, jumped onto the train you have the 2008ers, the 2013ers, right. uh, the 2017 people, yep. then uh, kind of the 2019, and then uh, you have uh, everybody that joined around the time of the Facebook slash Meta announcement. Totally. When that yeah. seems to have hit. And uh, then there's there's the NFT crowd that built on. There's all these groups that you can point to. I, uh, I had been kind of circling it for a while, both because you can't get away from it in San Francisco. Like, like Bitcoin True. is used as payments for various things in, and in, in my circles here. And, uh, uh, I go to game developers conference and I remember 2017 was when that, that that's when everybody at GDC is walking around talking about their ICOs. And it was mm-hmm. kind of, kind of, uns- there was clearly energy on it. There was, uh, a lot building there. But the timing had never worked out for me where, uh, so like when I was really pushing my career in mobile games, it didn't make sense to like kind of drop out of that and go for this uh, risky, risky side business. But then uh, when uh, my, uh, when my startup was uh, going down, that was roughly that 2017, 2018 period. And I, I knew at that point that I wanted my next company that I went to to be a little bit more established. I wanted it to still be early stage, but not like ramen diet, like pre, right. uh, pre-funding pre thing. And so my risk tolerance was down. And that meant there was very little chance I was going to jump into uh, the 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 uh, uh, highest of risk tolerance industry totally. uh, right when also the bear market was hitting. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. That was an era. This all combined, uh, and uh, and yeah, I'd love to hear some stories uh, from from y'all too about kind of navigating a community when uh, when the fervor is down. When like we've been talking about that a lot periods. actually lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been talking about that. Yeah, quite a bit. It's hard. Yeah, although yeah. I mean, what we what we've been talking about, and I actually think like something like Boys Club has a much better chance mm. of surviving because you know. This is our this is our thesis anyway. Is that like you know uh, communities that come together based around a price, a token price, or an NFT price, right. or, a, or a number go up, won't survive that downturn. But communities that come together around 
shared learning, shared discovering, mm-hmm. you know, the kind, you know, meeting up in yeah. person, doing, um, that's, that's one thing I was curious about. I know events are very important yeah. to boys clubs kind of thing. Can you talk a little bit about the kinds of events that boys club throws and like, and, and, and how that fits into the, why that's so important in, in the structure of boys club? Yeah. And then, and then I have a parallel, uh, a, a story from, from the ancient tech days of 2010. Yes. yes, yes. And, uh, nice. but that's very true where yesterday we had a conversation among the core team where some, something I really respect about Dina is uh, Dina is very willing to uh, throw out a question to the group that challenges an assumption with which we've been building the community. And, uh, uh, and, and it really recasts our thinking. And yesterday it was, all right, we're at this point where we just uh, turned off the open access to our discord a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, mm-hmm. where it used to be that if you applied, you would always get the link, come in, say hi. And something I do like about Boys Club is the intros channel is actually really fun. Mm -hmm, Um, It's not just like GM all the time, but there's all these just really great (laughs) bios. And uh, but when we closed it down, uh, when we made it so it wasn't automatic anymore, registration went up. We started seeing more people applying, uh, asking to get in. like strong, really interesting backgrounds. Wow. And uh, so that was a nice little proof point of this Web3 thing of like uh, scarcity creating. And and it was scarcity, but in a way that created definition. Like we were mm-hmm. able to, yes. it's not the artificial scarcity in mm-hmm. like putting it behind a glass case and saying you can't have it, mm-hmm. but rather asking people to work for it a little bit so that then yep. you value it, desire yep. it, and want to contribute. Yep. But this led to the question where there's plenty of communities you can go to right now whose goal is to get bigger, to become mm-hmm. gigantic. And uh, this can work. There's a lot of really different ways to run a, a community. And that's something that was my aha moment for Web3, was seeing that Web3 communities play by different rules in terms of uh, the way you can incentivize growth through founding members and that they can build their own value in doing that. But you do get the dark side there of uh, uh, everybody go retweet this. Uh, everybody's kind of grinding the the access list farming. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're in that and you enter the community and there's a million channels and you don't know why you're there. You don't yep. know where to go. Yep. You don't know who to talk to that shares your interests and values. So Boys Club, right from the get-go, was focused on live events. It actually started as a dinner Com- not company, but like a, a dinner in New York for uh, women and non-binary to talk about Web3 over food that led to the Discord. And we've since learned that by being really focused on these live events and meeting in person, yeah. there's now, uh, it's almost a meme in Boys Club uh, of uh, you go to a city, find out who's in Boys Club and go get brunch or go get coffee or have <laughs> oh, a, a full-on meetup. Like we lot, just yeah. had two people post uh, brunch in Amsterdam and they, nice. uh, it was funny cause they didn't post, fo- they forgot to post photos of themselves. They posted this really delicious <laughs> spread that yeah, we're all yeah, very yeah. jealous of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but, the phone eats first. That's, the, yeah. that's right. the focus of the day. That's awesome. And to bring it back to your question, like our question was right now, what can we do to make our community smaller? Yeah. So rather than try to 10x it, More intentional. how can we uh, yes. uh, make sure it's really for people who are really trying to build this, really set the culture mm-hmm. and uh, uh, be able to grow through these different like pockets and micro communities mm-hmm. that are all feeding into this common thing. Totally. And uh, I was initially terrified of that question as like of course you want to make the community bigger what else would you do right but it's the right question for this type of community of how do we focus and and engage yeah yeah i think that's a really really good like assumption to de-seat because that assumption of growth is a theme in in the world today uh gdp must go up you know all of these numbers just get maximized and that results in these kind of negative externalities like a community growing too big and having no like definable culture and kind of falling apart because it's meaningless. Um, yeah, I think that's really wise. And that's sort of the optimism for me a lot of web three is like, 
ideally we find business models that don't depend on growth as a like a maxim as a fundamental um, ideally we find situations where there are happy mediums we have like degrowth possibilities where things can become smaller and that's better and okay um that's really cool yeah, yeah. and i How think that, and i think of mm. that as intentionality where yeah uh, like like i should say like i I work in Silicon Valley. I, I work for VC backed companies. I, I love, uh, like, I love going big. I love saying, mm-hmm. how can we compound this over time? How can we totally. create incredible 100x returns for everybody involved? And so mm-hmm. I had an interesting time listening to some of y'all's past episodes about like the various tensions in web three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think ultimately for me, where it goes is, uh, creating more options where mm-hmm. there should be yes. the community exit strategy. There should be like the the Craigslist strategy of you can just be exactly what you want to be and really effective at it while totally. also enabling the hyper growth strategies. And uh, uh, that's for me, it's about unlocking these different growth mechanisms, community of which is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, how does the, how do you think about the onboarding of a million people compared to the high intentionality and the sort of like, um, what is the small scale of meeting up IRL and stuff like that? How does that, not that they're contradictory, but how does that, um, how are y'all thinking about that? And I think I can uh, kick that to you, Angela, where uh, mm-hmm. there's a strong, uh, it's the learning in public and the learning in private aspect. Totally. And uh, this is something where, uh, Angela, I'd love for, to share a bit about how you were thinking for uh, the learning materials, uh, the the researching, and how to make mm. something that people can both consume and uh, uh, understand, but then also use in a way that's repeatable. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I was um, one of the things that has always been kind of a core part of at least my life journey has been education. It's something I feel really passionate and tied to as well as community, which was, you know, my first, the nonprofit that I launched when I was 19 in college, you know, was an educational nonprofit. And so I find myself and, you know, I, I, as a developer, we all have read poor documentation and, you know, I find myself like I'm learning this solidity right now and every time I learn something I find another article and I find out it's wrong or it's old or it doesn't work anymore or it's broken or um, don't do that because it's bad for gas you know and I'm like you've in web 2 we already have these like we've got like Udacity and you know these places that are like somewhat standardized for the information that you need on a topic and we don't really have that Mm -hmm. for web 3 right now and so you know it it makes sense that people might be confused and overwhelmed and you know it's how someone like me ends up you know I I can know so much about one thing and still not know what an ETH address is you know so I've just Mm -hmm. like been documenting my journey and when I and I do this as a developer anyways um that when I learn something I write it down and Mm -hmm. so for me the hardest part of this contract has been the architectural decisions. And that's the thing that no one talks about. It's not like, this is where you should store your metadata Mm -hmm. and why. It's like, this is what we're doing in this tutorial today. (laughs) And Mm. I'm like, can you treat me Mm. like I have a little bit more, you know, here for this. Right. Totally. (laughs) We're solving the higher level problem here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Give me the, give me the why, give me the reason. Don't just tell me one plus one equals two. Tell me like, help me get there and figure out like why that is. It's like the math thing. Yeah. Let's, let's go to the NFT project because I'm very curious. Can you, let's start higher. And then I do, I also would love for Angela, for you and Matt to get in discussion about, because Matt's built many NFT contracts. So I'd be curious to, to hear about the kinds of, um, questions that you have, those, those kinds of like deeper questions. And I'm curious, like what the answer to those questions might be. Um, so yeah, so, 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 but start off, but just telling us a bit about, um, I love the idea. I love that it's the NFT guild. It is. is it all uh, guilds so that's in the, Boys Club? Is that so how Boys, Boys Club's Club works? not a DAO yet, though that's coming. Yeah. That is uh, one of the main focuses right now. One of the yeah. main goals yes. with Seed Club is to, to DAOify the community. Mm. And the reason, no, go ahead. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, no, I just love the guild. I'm it, just going to reiterate how much I love the idea of guilds. It's really um, helped where yeah. it's, you know, reminiscent of uh, what, what you heard about with the Amazon 2 Pizza team, that it's uh, a way to have people focus in smaller pockets. So, so the way we organize guilds is we have a guild lead, we have guild contributors, they have their own Discord channel, and they have a really focused purpose. So we have an onboarding guild, a social media guild, a uh, we have an NFT guild. Uh, we have a product incubator guild uh, that just took a bunch of incredible applications to start spinning up their own projects and promote them. Um, we have a review guild uh, where people review products for internally to try to answer this question of, "Hey, you're new to the space. What what wallet should you use? <laughs> like, why and and why? And uh, what do you for use? NFT yeah, yeah. guild? Oh, that's great. Um, this." Uh, this started with the goal of we knew uh, that we were charging towards our token moment. And uh, uh, I need to be specific here because uh, there's going to be a couple of token moments uh, where there's going to be this kind of ongoing uh, tokenization uh, and shared uh, treasure chest uh, that is growing. But we knew that what we wanted to do first was uh, release an NFT as a gift, as a reward to our community, and also one as a way for people, as one of the first support the mission moments. Because whenever we go to events, we have people mm -hmm. asking us, yes. how can I help? How can I support it? Is there a company I can donate to? Are there things I can sponsor? Yes, there are things you can sponsor. That's our event guild, uh, which has uh, uh, some awesome stuff coming up at Permissionless. But <laughs> there's not not everybody fits into that structure. And then meanwhile, we have folks like y'all that also want to promote. How do we help more women and non-binary get into Web three? How can we how can we do this while respecting uh, the space so while not kind of coming in and uh, uh, trying to promote it in their own way. So that leads to the other half of this project where there is actually two NFTs. There is uh, the, the main tier, which is available to Boys Club members. If you're in the Discord, you will get one. It will be free to mint. You have to, you have to cover gas fees. Oh. But oh. If, if you're in, you get one. If, uh, if you're... I got a tub... I gotta tell my I gotta tell my wife about this. She mm -hmm. hasn't been super active, but she after the bankless episode, she also um, because because she's been helping me with like a ton of with a ton of my stuff. She's now very yes. deep in the world, and so she joined. So I'd be like, okay, please. So you gotta mint it. You gotta mint the NFT. That's great. That'll be maybe the first and, other and than my NFT. That's uh, that's part NFT of the idea. One is so the exciting. the badge. Uh, yes. One is yes. uh, uh, it's almost like a merch drop, basically that you can uh, have. Uh, uh, this this signal that you are here and you're committed to, and you're early, but also it can be your first NFT. And this gets to why, for instance, we're on. Uh, we thought a lot about what chain did we want to be on, and uh, there's a tension there because do you want to do yeah. Ethereum, which is where where the action is uh, right now, but also it's not the most accessible. Like, or do we want to go to a different chain that would be more congruent with the mission of getting as many people on as possible. We went with Ethereum for now because we see that as the highest upside for if we can help you set up your first wallet and mint your first NFT, and by doing so, you are plugged into uh, the Manhattan of crypto, then uh, we've already done so much of the hard part. Like from there, you're in. If you get that wallet set up, we can go from there. So. Um, that will be available. You should apply for the Discord uh, if you're interested in minting one. And uh, uh, we'll give the link at the end of this as well. But it's boysclub.vip is where you do that. And we'll probably say that over and over from here. The other one is that supporter here. <laughs> and uh, this uh, is uh, for people who want to support the mission. It will be paid mint. And it will have different art than the main tier. And it will be open to anyone. So anybody, uh, there will be an early access period and uh, would love to uh, work with the digitally rare community to get access to some of those early mints. And uh, it will be like, the important thing is it's not a membership tier. Like it's not something that you buy and get access. Uh, however, 
anybody that does access, please apply. <laughs> like we would love to right. talk to you. But it's meant to be something you can show publicly <laughs> and feel proud to have in your wallet and say, yes, I support Boys Club and this mission. And also, it's incredibly fun, like the 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 theming and the art that we've had coming in for this. It fits that same chaotic, good style that you see in the Boys Club branding uh, that maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. So that's going to go live uh, May 4th for the early minting. And then uh, early, it'll be early May sometime after that uh, for when it is open to the public, when anybody can go there. And uh, I believe this episode is coming out around then. So if you're listening to this, uh, go to the Digitally Rare Discord. I assume you all have a Discord. Uh, come to boysclub.vip and uh, also check out the uh, Twitter accounts for both of those for information on it. We'll we'll tweet we'll tweet about it uh, nonstop on the day that it that it's coming out. Um, uh, I'm going to say that I love the intentionality of designing these objects, um, specifically the like membership. It's not a membership card, but it has those properties. It's a, you know, a token of appreciation in a very literal token sense. Like, but also the supporter one is not membership. It is a supporter role. It is like I, I love the intentionality of that because too it's too easy to just be like, okay, it's an NFT, and then assumptions are baked into that are made yeah and there will but, um, be I, I and, really and this like is that. something angela has really driven in our uh specking uh, to where what is yeah. the utility that we want to offer and what is the utility that's not right for this yet totally i was going to ask about design goals how did you make these decisions because you're crafting a community you're crafting like human behavior in some sense right like how did y'all think about this and and what what were the hard decisions that um, you had to make? i wanted to loop back on just on the point that you asked earlier about uh why meeting up in person was important and just because the the tail end of all that was really I know there's a lot of anxiety when it comes to meeting up in person to all of these, you know, semi-doxed or doxed or not doxed individuals online, right? And, you know, part of the reason onboarding onto my new remote company, I asked to see them in person for a few days to do the onboarding is because you get these moments where you'll ask things that you wouldn't, maybe there's too much friction to go to a channel on Discord to ask. And you find that you're totally. having an accidental aha moment where you get to lock eyes because you overheard something the people next to you are saying. And now the three of you are great friends. Um, and so it just, yeah. it's that added experience yeah. that I think is really important um, for, you know, taking it to the next step. But in terms of um, totally contractual decisions, it's been a really important part of it for all of us, especially for the free to mint tier to make this as cheap as possible. And, you know, I personally, uh-huh. I don't come from an extremely privileged background and I under, and you know, part of the reason that I'm late to the crypto game was definitely accessibility and financial accessibility. And so, um, you know, these, a lot of these discords that I wanted to join and, you know, maybe couldn't up until now, it was because I, the gate was too high for me. Um, and so I was like, if we're going to be doing this for onboarding people into web three, like, you know, we all agreed that we have to make this like truly for them. And so that has taken us down this wild rabbit hole. <laughs> Maddie has been so, so wonderful listening to me just spin my wheels on uh, which preset and how whitelist and where metadata and how many functions and like, and so that's been really where I've been for the last few weeks. And we did eventually settle on, I won't give away too much, um, but mm-hmm. we, we did eventually, I eventually <laughs> settled on the 721A. Um, and there's so many out there that have similar ability, but I wanted to go with one yeah. that had gotten more attention and was more reliable and had some more, you know, some more trust baked into it right now, I guess. Totally good balance between like the open Zeppelin beefy, but yeah. extremely uh, settled and then like soulmate where it's like, I don't know who's using it, but I'm sure it's <laughs> good, but you don't really know. Yeah, and totally. I think uh, we can take y'all down the path of one particular decision where 
this all comes from yeah yeah i consider my job on the team to help with focus going back to first principles why are we doing this and uh, help that act as a razor for tough decisions when things might seem equal and uh, one we kept going back to was uh, the main tier we wanted uh, we wanted we wanted that to be as accessible as possible while still meeting these other goals and uh, that meant a couple of things when you start to pull out <laughs> the implications of that one of those is just how do we distribute it if this is meant to go to people that are in boys club and this is before we had uh, kind of turned down the access yeah. the the membership then uh, literally how how do you get into mint how do we validate that and uh, and that leads to uh, the uh, that that leads to the allow list uh, mechanics and uh, we knew uh, that we wanted to be able to add people to it but a conversation i remember really distinctly one of the ones that angela is alluding to is we're talking about uh uh i guess uh, angela you can probably describe this better than i but the problem with an allow list is traditionally you store all of that in the smart contract and so that means it's out there it's large <laughs> like those are a lot of bits and the more data you have in Huge. the smart contract yeah the more the transaction fee is for people that are hitting the button on it. And so if our goal is both to have the list and we're, we're still kind of jumping around access list, allow list, white list, for anybody, everybody listening, those all mean the same totally. thing. It's a yeah. list that you're on that lets you mint. But the more names that you have stored there, the more the gas fee is going to be. And then also it's immutable. You can't change it. Those are the right. only people that are going to be on that list unless you put out a totally new contract. And so, yeah, and Angela, how'd you tackle this? Um, <clears throat> well, it became pretty obvious to me pretty quickly that we could not store all the addresses in the contract. <laughs> um, and, you know, the obvious next step was to do Merkle trees and, you know, just, from my knowledge of that data structure, I was not convinced that that was the best option and um, kind of just was had my own idea of finding a way to create like an off chain API or hashing system or like, a, you know, I was like a gated key access. Like mm -hmm. what are the ways that like, I'm not in cryptography, but like was just started to get yeah. creative of like, yeah. what could I do here to solve this problem? And as I started looking to see if anybody else had done this, um, I found the humans NFT project and what they did was something very similar to what I had in mind, but better. <laughs> and they had done um, kind of like a couponing process where they essentially collected all of the addresses and they hashed them and put them in a database and allowed the contract to make an API call to that database. And um, if it had the correct private key on it, then people commit. And... Um, they've just been awesome helping me work through this and talking me through it. And um, so mad shout out to them. Um, nice. Okay, cool. So the contract accepts a signature from that trusted backend and then mits it. And that definitely saves a bunch of gas compared to like doing a Merkle. Print. And there's some other yeah, variations totally. of That's this awesome. that, yeah, I remember that I'm curious about, but this is the one that I've been most focused on. And from a, from a user story nice. standpoint, uh, and yeah, uh, excited to see I guess that. this is for, for my and Jonathan's benefit as well for, and so what that means from like, totally. <laughs> from the user perspective, but also from the, the boys club administrators, one is that one lower gas fees, but another is that we can, add to the list if we need to and uh, uh, that means that we don't necessarily uh, yeah, have right. to have a snapshot at x moment in time uh, that if you weren't in yet you can't join and right. uh, so yeah. that lets us make it more accessible and ultimately as a mentor you don't need to worry about this uh, like just make sure that you're uh, right. uh that we help you set up a wallet that you're on the list and we'll get you there 
That's really cool. Yeah, that's a that's applied problem solving. And you know, like uh, you have these constraints, and you have to. There is like so many ways to do the thing. Um, it does seem like that's one of the like most confusing aspects of working in Web three is that there there are no rules. There's like okay, you were mentioning this earlier. It's like where do you store the <laughs> metadata? And it's like literally anywhere. I don't know. Like, um, like you can. Where are you storing the yeah, metadata? Wait, I'm just like, what a weird. Yeah. So, my. Um, what decision did you come my to? My pie in the sky is our weave at the moment. Um, I have been working yeah. through some debugging issues with them. So, we have it on. Uh, I'm pinning with Pinata, but mm-hmm. I would. Pie in the sky will be our weave. Totally. By May 4th. <laughs> Sweet. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I dig our weave, um, especially because it... Yeah, you know, I was actually turned on to that by um, Digital Spaceport. It's another podcast in the Chia community. Just appreciate that. It's this whole project just helped along the way. It's been so appreciative. Nice. The web free community. Can we have some of the other details? We, we got to wrap up here in a little bit, but can we have some more details about the, the public-facing one? Like, uh, yeah. know, how many... How do y'all want to use the it? Price and... and- Give us the give us the DGen alpha here on on uh, perfect. On, so on the, all right, when uh, when you're listening to this, uh, and uh, that means uh, uh, we go, we'll send you go to Boys Club VIP dot VIP, and uh, uh, that is Boys Club dot VIP, and uh, there will be a landing page for all of this. The reason I'm walking around that a little bit is because we are still pinning in those details and. Uh, my other job uh, is to uh, help get people excited while giving the development and production teams all of the optionality they can possibly have uh, as we get to a release date. Totally. <laughs> well, these, yeah, I mean, these, these, uh, for, from my perspective as a non-technical person, these are the decisions that I, that I, when I'm doing an NFT project, that I always am focused on. It's like how many and how much. You know, level, it's like, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. do we do a lot of them and do them really cheap? Do we do less of them and yeah. do more? What price is people going to pay? You know, this um, is a pretty hard problem the- um, because it's all just gut work. You know, it's just like you're thinking about your community. You're thinking about. Yeah. And then you have to worry about the market. You have to be like, what is the yeah. market doing? Is the market going to be up or down? You know, like it, it's it's nerve wracking. So I. I, I know how you're feeling at this moment, like very well. It's like, it can and, be very, very And I like, like this because I get to slightly disagree like, with y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, it is... Uh, nice. There is... I, oh, good. I oh, like please, disagree with me. As a starting point. Like, gut is a place where you can put your flag in the ground, uh, and yeah. then from there, you, you prove it. You use that to start developing a plan, uh, get people to agree or disagree with it, and then work from there. Mm. And uh, so to walk you all through the first principles of how we're thinking about it, that this will be very yeah, small in number, where we're not talking, uh, uh, we're not talking the 10,000 10, type collection. It's going to be around 1,000 of these are going to be released. And that might go up to 2,000 wow, as okay. we're starting to zero in on a number. But I mean, if you're listening to this, assume that it's 1,000. We want it to feel like uh, like it is uh, something that you need to want. To, you don't uh, kind of uh, that it's not something where you can kind of wait in the wings and then go. Like we we want people to feel like you can commit to this and to oh, feel like proud that. Uh, that you got one of these uh, objects when uh, you were still early when the answer wasn't obvious. There's a lot of things you can, it's a lot of things you can spend your dollars on, a lot of things you can spend your ETH on. We would like this to feel, we would like you to feel proud that this is one of those <laughs> things. So uh, there will be at least 1,000 of them, and that totally. will be in the pre-sale period. And uh, um, and as we go through that, we're going to explore having an additional 1,000 uh, added to that. And uh, if that changes... We'll also post about that as well, mm. because that also, to respond to what Matt was saying, it you start with gut, then you look for validation or devalidation, and then you iterate it. And where we are now, as we look at, there was a great article on, I think it was uh, uh, Andreessen Horowitz's blog, uh, about what is the return on investment for different mint prices for NFT projects. And they looked at projects that minted at 0.04 ETH, 
all the way up to minted at the bajillion ETH, that's a scientific number, and looked at what did it mean for the the buyers, for the investors who bought at that price. And there was this sweet spot in the 0.08 to 0.1 range that uh, that is uh, that hits the accessible tier. Like people feel like they can buy that without being uh, having to have joined in 2016 <laughs> in order to do it. But also, there's still upside. That means if you do get it, mm-hmm. and the value of this, it can. It's hard to 10x something that starts out at 25 ETH when you're selling it. Whereas if you start lower, you can get much larger. And that is another goal for this as. Some communities, they totally. will clamp down, or not clamp, but they will ask you to not resell it, which is totally valid for them. We want you to feel like you can resell this. There will be a secondary market there. There will be some utility um, up to and including if you buy this uh, supporter tier, come hang out with us at Permissionless. We're going to have a large and awesome party that uh, uh, I keep almost sharing the name. I think I'm good. I think I'm going to keep the name close to the vest right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that way we can again drive it to uh, uh, like go, go check out the boys club, Twitter and uh, website and hopefully digitally rare socials as we share the, the concept for these. Cause it's really fun, but uh, we want you to feel like you can resell them. Some of that will also go back and benefit Boys Club. All of those roads uh, lead back to that 0.1 ETH territory. So maybe when we launch, maybe that's 0.8, maybe that's uh, 0.12, but think of it as 0.1, and that's how we arrived at that, and that feels like the right number to us. It's so it's. Um, and talk about an affirming experience, okay. but I let some of the details slip to my partner the other day. And once I had shared um, where we're at with it, he, th- his first question was, how much is it? And get me on the list. <laughs> nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's, ex- I think that's right. And I-, I love this idea, though, that you're saying of like, yeah, um, uh you know, different projects just have different needs and like, and like, and this project's very specifically, and it goes along too with what you've said about closing down the discord. I think it feels very similar to that in that, um, you, and this word that Matt keeps using intentionality of like, you, mm-hmm. you want to make sure the people that are aping into this, let's say, are the people that you want, are the people that are like committed. They're not just like, um, you know, the, the, the this, you know, you're talking about the Andreessen Horowitz blog, you know, the, the rule of thumb that I've heard from talking with a lot of DGENs, you know, like real proper, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> eight flippers and things is like, you know, people will mint anything basically, DGENs will mint anything basically under 0. 0.05. 0. 0.05 or under, they'll take a chance on whatever it is, right? Um, but you don't want those people. You don't want the people that'll just mint whatever you want someone who's coming along and say oh boys club i know that i'm into that yeah i'm totally down to support them i will totally plunk down point you know 0.08 whatever that's like a different yeah that's and, like a different person and that i'd you're bring that around uh, where um that makes uh, a lot of sense it's not that we don't want them it's just this is not for them like degens are people too and there are many many great products for people right. For people that want to uh, buy at that level, but that's also what future releases are potentially for. And so, like, we do plan on, uh, yes. so we're deep in development right now on the, on this current one, but we plan on reusing this tech and building on it so that we do a generative PFP launch, like, at the end of this year. Um, this one is more of the, like, it's the same art for each one, yes. but uh, we can take that same tech, same artist, build it into this, uh, say, 10,000 unit one at the end of the year that then brings in a different audience. And if you have the main tier now or the supporter tier now, you will definitely be on the whitelist for that one. Like you will have first mint for these future ones. So there's connections. It's just it's the staging of it. It's who is it for at that time? And that's what I'm really proud of. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, the 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 progressive the progressive nature of it like you 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 progress and in this in this instance it starts very tight it's just the discord it comes out to 
you know, early supporters, and then it goes out more and more. I think that's, I think that's a smart model. Um, as we wrap up here, I'd love to ask either of you if you've minted anything recently that you um, want to shout out and or like anything that's ended up in your wallets that uh, has made you sometimes I have to look at my open sea to remember like what I've minted because I'm just like mint 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 uh but if there's anything there that you that you want to I have stayed caught your fancy deep 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 in code and have not been as much on the nft train um but the communities you know for me that I'm in are the ones that I have found myself really wanting to support especially the ones that have been giving back to me the most and i know that um surge has been really awesome um it's surge and boys club are definitely the ones i'm the most active in and they're doing their nft release for members on 28th and i'll definitely be in on that oh cool i know uh angela was working hard on our mint code uh, over the past couple days and i think that definitely counts um but For me, there yeah. are two of them. On on Ethereum, I got an Astro Girl, and uh, and I'm very proud of it. Where it's uh, uh, one that I'm glad to be in, especially because it ties into uh, one of the the deep origin stories for NFT Guild. As uh, we were saying, what about like an astrology blockchain? Like, what if we like tied to what if, what if we tied to cosmological mm-hmm. uh, oracles and had that put out uh, like here's your moon sign and everything that was super complicated if somebody wants to take that idea and do it please do (laughs) we we decided to simplify it down but i was glad to get or if you want to come do it with us (laughs) yes even even better and there you go uh, yeah 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 there you go but minted that one uh, and uh, feel really proud of it the other one is uh, on solana i got a meta village uh, villa yesterday and uh, I really like the community stuff that they're doing, oh, yeah. where one is I have this overall dream of how do we make the metaverse a place where architects, interior designers, in addition to game developers, environment artists, uh, and object creators, that all of them are able to build uh, these beautiful things and sell them. So now I have this nice little villa that connects into this gaming ecosystem that Meta Village has been building, and they have a cool kind of, uh, uh, they have a neighborhood uh, system that when you buy into it, you join and then you have a Discord channel that everybody can interact with. And uh, I am now trying to move towards getting the 3D file for it so I can play around with it. So that's my my current hobby. These look really fun. I'm I'm looking at this right now. These look great. Do you do you build your own little plot or or, or and, does it? And that's come, where I'm thinking about it in, in sort the of future, you, yeah. where you have these where you have these communities where it's generative yeah. and right. that's fun. But how? How do we move that towards uh, the, a, a peer-to-peer marketplace where architects are selling their Frank Lloyd, Frank Lloyd Wright uh, falling water houses, uh, and there's a market for bringing that into your 3D mm-hmm. metaverse experience? And then I can invite all of y'all over, and we'll play D&D together. Beautiful. I have a couple of uh, call to actions uh, for y'all. So when you're listening yeah. uh, to this... Uh, yes. Please uh, come to boysclub.vip on uh, the internet. <laughs> Type it into your uh, search bar. But then also follow us on Twitter. This is at Boys Club Crypto on Twitter. If you go to either of those places, you'll find more information for this, including finding out the art, the name, which direction that we took this, because you're going to like this a lot. The Boys Club website is also where you can apply to join the community. There's a form on there. Tell us a bit about yourself. We want to hear about you. Uh, um, it's it's not a job application I put on mine, both the things that I do during the day, but also I cook. I'm usually being chased by some tiny leopards. <laughs> like, uh, it can be a place to have some fun. Tiny tiny leopards, which we have had the pleasure of watching behind you this entire time, which has been extremely um, calming and uh, entertaining at the same time. Yeah. Uh, can we also follow both of you on Twitter? What are your Twitter handles? Mine is uh, uh, at scav. That is uh, S-C-A-V. V as in Victor. It means I can never nice change handle. it. <laughs> yeah, so nice handle. As uh, new ones have, uh, as new 
social yes, media platforms yes, have yes. become available. Nope, it's just always uh, at SCAV. Uh, and so I hope to see you on there. Mine is at Purcell3 underscore A. <laughs> I'm clearly late to the game here. Nice. Um, P-U-R-C-E-L-L-3 underscore A. Awesome. You can find Matt on Twitter at one of the many Matts. You can find me at Songaday Man. This has been uh, so wonderful. Thank you uh, both for coming on and chatting with us. I'm super excited. Everyone go to boysclub.vip right now. We will be tweeting the heck out of that. And uh, I'm super excited to, to mint one and to tell my wife to make sure that she gets on the allow list for the for the Discord one. And that way Love to have her. she'll have one. That's That makes me very happy that that's going to happen. Uh, Matt, you want to take us out? Mm -hmm. We really need a new outro. But until then, get nifty, everybody. Get nifty. It's got to get nifty. We really need a new outro. It's time to get nifty.